Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a service dog and a bad habit. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I was in my car the other day driving my wife and the fam, the boys in the back, and one of my boys started asking about why somebody he waved at didn't wave back at him. And we're like, well, you know, not everybody is going to wave at you. Now, mind you, this kid's sick, so he's super friendly, would yell high out the window, and, you know, this person didn't wave back at him. Now, I'm not judging the person. They have a lot going on. And my wife very quickly says, well, you know, buddy, the, the person may not have seen you. And my son's like, oh, okay, okay. And we happen to be going down the street that uh, that does these big Christmas decorations. So we went up the street and came back and we're going down. And he saw, he saw the person again that he had waved at on the way there. And he waved at him again. And he's... <laughs> He was like, okay, I know she saw me this time. I know she looked right at me and she didn't wave. And it was so funny because you could tell he was kind of like, look, there's something going on. And so I go into this big explanation of, hey, you know what, man? Her hand could have been hurt. You know, maybe she had her hand in her pocket and she was too busy to you know, take it out or it hurt and she didn't want to pick it up. Or maybe she was carrying things. She had a dog, right? So she had a dog leash in one hand and maybe she had some dog poop in the other hand and she couldn't, you know, didn't want to wave the dog poop over her head. I start going into the, all these different possible explanations. And one of the explanations was, you know, buddy, she had a dog. It could have been a service dog. Maybe she can't see very well. And maybe she heard you say hi and her, her inclination was to look towards you, but her eyes actually weren't, weren't seeing you. And he then, of course, says, well, if somebody is, you know, blind, how do they walk down the street? So we have to go into this big explanation of what a service dog is and goes into, you know, the stoplights and there are these little beeping things and that allow people, uh, allow service dogs and, and people who are visually impaired to know when to cross. And, and it was a really in-depth conversation. But one thing that he said after the conversation really stuck with me because my my middle son is really, really just insightful but curious. And I know most kids are curious, but this guy goes into detail. We were at uh, his preschool once and the the teacher, one of the teachers came up to us after the class and said, he asked me what the small wire was that was wrapped around the lights on the ceiling. We were like, what? <laughs> and looked up. And sure enough, there are these four-foot, you know, big tube lights on the ceiling. And it appears that there's a safety wire that goes around it, right? So in the, in the event of an earthquake, the, the lights don't fall down onto everyone in the classroom. And she looked at us. She's like, I have been here for five years. I have never once noticed that there was a wire wrapped around the lights nor has anybody ever asked me about it. So I told him I didn't know. <laughs> and that's just what he does. So we tell him about this dog, the C&I dogs, and we tell him about, you know, all of these things for people who are visually impaired. And he says, well, how do they know what's in their bedroom? And that was a really interesting question because from his standpoint, you got you to gotta realize 
he is imagining that he has sight one day. And then the next day, sight is gone, right? So all of a sudden, his Legos that were on his dresser in a very specific way, he has to remember exactly where all of his Legos were or his clothing that was in his drawers or, or all of these different kinds of things. And he said, well, how do they know where things are if they never saw things to begin with? And again, very curious. And what I talked to him about after that was actually, I think, very important because it speaks a lot to the way that he behaves and the way I behave. Now, look, when I do things, right, when I organize my, my closet or my drawers or, or my business or my life, whatever it is, I'm relying on all of my senses to be able to double check that. Okay, so if I put my my shirts into my drawer, I don't even think about what order I'm putting the shirts into the drawer because I know when I open the drawer, I will be looking at it and I will be able to figure out what's in there. Okay, or if I'm organizing a you know, pantry, I don't think about what order necessarily I put food in the pantry. I mean, there's some order, but the vast majority of it is just, hey, I'm going to put the food into this you know, box with a door on it that I call the pantry. And when I need the food, I'll just open it up and look for the food. And I think the majority of us function this way in the vast majority of places in our lives. But there is one thing that I do where I do not function this way. And it's having to do with organizing the billing for my, for my clients. If somebody sends me money, say somebody Venmos me, I stop immediately what I'm doing, whatever it is, and I make a note in my billing ledger that I have on my phone that I had received payment. And it doesn't matter what I'm doing, right? Like I'll pull over the car if I have to. Because what I know is I cannot trust, I cannot relive this moment where I remember that somebody sent me money. There's just too much going on in my life and it's too important. It's far too important. I don't want to screw up billing for someone. I would feel terrible. What an embarrassing thing to do if you're a business owner. But because the stakes are so high, I don't rely on my capacity to just remember or whatever, I organize it perfectly so that it is exactly where it is. So when I look at my ledger, if somebody, if there's not a note that somebody paid me, then they have not paid me. And I have to believe that. And I started realizing in comparison to the way I put clothes away or put, put food away, I don't, I don't actually do that. I don't rely on actually organizing things because none of it's important. But I started thinking about it. What if we actually treated things in our lives like we couldn't see them again and reassess the situation later? What if we actually started behaving like we were visually impaired and we lost some of those senses and we had to trust our past selves to have behaved perfectly in accordance with how they knew our future selves would be behaving? Okay, so what if I went into the pantry and I had to trust that the mat that unloaded the groceries put everything exactly where it should be? Because he knew that the mat in the future couldn't reassess this in the mess of the pantry. And I know this seems like kind of a random thought, but imagine it. The reliance we would have to have on our behavior, right? The, the belief we would have to have in who we were when we had our initial actions 
Because in reality, what we do is just a sloppy, I don't care about the future kind of thing. Like when I put food away in the pantry and I just kind of stuff it in there, I know it's a mess, but that's a mess for the future Matt to deal with. That's not a meth mess for the current Matt to deal with. When I stuff shirts into my, into my bureau right after we fold laundry and put them away, I know it's a mess in there, but that's a mess for the future Matt to deal with. And make no mistake, he eventually has to deal with it. But I almost, it's almost like I don't care enough to do this. I don't care enough to, to fix this, to organize my life in a way where my current self treats my future self with dignity and respect and, and organization. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, man, if I actually did this, if I actually started to treat the current situations as if I couldn't just unravel the mess I've made in the future and I start organizing things and I believe in that organizational system, how much more could I get done? How much more could I organize my life? How much better of a life would I have if I believed like I was visually impaired and I couldn't organize on the fly? I went home and I actually looked at my pantry and I was like, it would be impossible It'd be impossible in my current situation to do this. If I lost my sight tomorrow, I would be lost in my current life. And after I realized that, I started organizing things differently. I started thinking about where I put things, where the best place to put them, not just making messes for my future self that I could unravel, but fixing the problems that I could see today. Because, man... I don't want to have to rely on my problem-solving capacity for problems I've made for myself, for messes I've made for myself in the future. I want to be able to see through it without seeing it. I want to believe that my past self helped me out, helped me get through my life a little bit more seamlessly. And I'm not going to be able to do that unless I start doing it right now. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.